Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 654. Working out while sick, good or bad? Part two, by Jillian Kubala with Healthline.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Welcome to a Thursday edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is one of five podcasts where we read to you from blogs for free so that you don't have to read them yourself, except on Fridays. That's where I usually answer your questions. Now, today's post is a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here, definitely check out yesterday's episode first. That's episode 653. I can't wait to read you part two of this post, so I'm gonna get right to it as we optimize your life. Working out while sick, good or bad? Part two by Jillian Kubala with Healthline.com. When exercise is not recommended. While exercising is generally harmless when you have a mild cold or earache, Working out when you're experiencing any of the following symptoms is not recommended. Fever. When you have a fever, your body temperature rises above its normal range, which hovers around 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit or around 37 degrees centigrade. A fever can be caused by many things, but it's most commonly triggered by a bacterial or viral infection. Fevers can cause unpleasant symptoms like weakness, dehydration, muscle aches, and loss of appetite. Working out while you're feverish increases the risk of dehydration and can make a fever worse. Additionally, having a fever decreases muscle strength and endurance and impairs precision and coordination, increasing the risk of injury. For these reasons, it's best to skip the gym when you have a fever. Productive or frequent cough. An occasional cough is a normal response to irritants or fluids in the body's airways, and it helps keep the body healthy. However, More frequent episodes of coughing can be a symptom of a respiratory infection like a cold, the flu, or even pneumonia. While a cough associated with a tickle in the throat isn't a reason to skip the gym, a more persistent cough can be a sign you need to rest. Although a dry, sporadic cough may not impair your ability to perform certain exercises, a frequent, productive cough is reason to skip a workout. And remember, a productive cough is one where you end up coughing up phlegm. A persistent cough can make it difficult to take a deep breath, particularly when your heart rate rises during exercise. This makes you more likely to become short of breath and fatigued. A productive cough that brings up phlegm or sputum may be a sign of infection or another medical condition that requires rest and should be treated by a doctor. Furthermore, coughing is one of the main ways illnesses like the flu are spread. By going to the gym when you have a cough, you're putting fellow gym goers at risk of being exposed to your germs. The stomach bug. 
Illnesses that affect the digestive system, such as the stomach flu, can cause serious symptoms that make working out off-limits. Nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, fever, stomach cramping, and decreased appetite are all common symptoms associated with stomach bugs. Diarrhea and vomiting put you at risk of dehydration, which physical activity worsens. Feeling weak is common when you have a stomach ailment, increasing the chance of injury during a workout. What's more, many stomach illnesses like the stomach flu are highly contagious and can be easily spread to others. If you are feeling restless during a stomach illness, light stretching or yoga at home are the safest options. Flu symptoms. Influenza or the flu is a contagious illness that impacts the respiratory system. The flu causes symptoms like fever, chills, sore throat, body aches, fatigue, headache, cough, and congestion. The flu can be mild or severe depending on the level of infection and may even cause death in serious cases. Although not every person who gets the flu will experience a fever, those who do are at an increased risk of dehydration, making working out a bad idea. Though the majority of people recover from the flu in less than two weeks, choosing to engage in intense workouts while sick may prolong the flu and delay your recovery. This is because engaging in higher intensity activity like running or spin class temporarily suppresses the body's immune response. Plus, the flu is a highly contagious virus that is spread primarily through tiny droplets people with the flu release into the air when they talk, cough, or sneeze. If you're diagnosed with the flu, it's best to take it easy and avoid exercise while you're experiencing symptoms. Summary. If you're experiencing symptoms like fever, vomiting, diarrhea, or a productive cough, taking time off from the gym may be the best option for both your own recovery and the safety of others. So when is it okay to return to your routine? Many people are anxious to get back to the gym after recovering from an illness, and for good reason. Regular exercise can reduce your risk of becoming sick in the first place by boosting your immune system. However, it's important to let your body completely recover from an illness before returning to your exercise routine and you shouldn't stress if you're unable to work out for an extended period of time. While some people worry that a few days off from the gym will set them back and cause a loss of muscle and strength, that's not the case. Many studies show that for most people, muscle loss begins after approximately three weeks without training, while strength starts to decline around the 10-day mark. As symptoms subside, gradually begin introducing more physical activity into your day, being careful not to overdo it. On your first day back to the gym, begin with a low-intensity, shorter workout and be sure to hydrate with water while exercising. Remember, your body may be feeling weak, especially if you're recovering from a stomach illness or the flu, and it's important to pay attention to how you are feeling. If you are questioning whether you can safely work out while recovering from being sick, ask your doctor for advice. Additionally, even though you may be feeling better, keep in mind you might still be able to spread your illness to others. Adults are able to infect others with the flu up to seven days after first experiencing flu symptoms. Although getting back to the gym after an illness is beneficial for your overall health, it is important to listen to your body and your doctor when deciding whether you are well enough for more intense activity. Summary. Waiting until symptoms completely subside before gradually getting back into your workout routine is a safe way to return to exercise after an illness. The bottom line. When experiencing symptoms like diarrhea, vomiting, weakness, fever, or a productive cough, it's best to rest your body and take some time off from the gym to recover. However, if you caught a mild cold or are experiencing some nasal congestion, there's no need to throw in the towel on your workout. If you're feeling well enough to work out but lack your usual energy, 
reducing the intensity or length of your workout is a great way to stay active. That said, to stay healthy and safe when you're sick, it is always best to listen to your body and follow your doctor's advice. You just listened to part two of the post titled, Working Out While Sick, Good or Bad? by Jillian Kubala with Healthline.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for some of my commentary. I remember when I took exercise physiology when I was a student. That was over 10 years ago. Some of the data my professor shared was that it was a good idea to work out when you're feeling sick. The studies at the time said that it might actually boost your recovery time, meaning you'll get healthy faster. Sure enough, I happened to get sick sometime later and I decided I'm gonna take that advice. And boy, was that a bad idea. I felt so much worse. I swear it delayed my recovery. And so I realized that maybe this wasn't for me. Maybe the data my professor shared didn't really work for everybody or every condition. And sure enough, fast forward to today, and we find that under certain situations, it might be okay to work out, but not in others. I was experiencing at the time a fever, and I decided it'd be good to work out. So yeah, of course I felt worse. Now, the author of the article mentioned dehydration. Yes, that is super important to pay attention to no matter what kind of cold or flu or stomach bug you're experiencing. Most of us are dehydrated all the time and it tends to get worse when we're sick. And yesterday, the author pointed out that drinking cool water might be a good idea. Now, it's funny, but it's true. Cool water is actually absorbed by the body more quickly than warm or room temperature water. And so if you wanna be sure that you're rehydrating your cells quickly, cool water is advised. And I also just read to you a statement where the author mentioned if you perform like highly intense workouts, your immune system actually goes down a little bit. It's less effective. And this is absolutely true. But that doesn't mean you should not ever perform high-intensity routines. That's because this dip in the immune system's ability to fight off infection is very, very temporary. The immune system then gets its strength back really quickly afterwards, and in fact, goes even higher, meaning your immune system ends up being stronger after performing intense activity. It's just there's this little dip that occurs right afterwards that makes you a little bit more susceptible to getting sick. But again, the immune system quickly recovers and you actually get stronger. So don't let that deter you from performing higher intensity workouts. And of course, I mean higher intensity workouts when you're feeling your best, not while you're sick. 
All right, really quickly, if you want to help keep our podcasts alive, we have many different ways you can help, both financial and otherwise. Come check out oldpodcast.com slash support to see how. Anything listed there would be a great help. And in fact, if you want to help right now, just share this episode with someone who's never heard of this show before. That's a huge way to help out. All right, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you always for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber of the show. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I'll be back here tomorrow for the Friday Q&A and where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.